Welcome to another edition of From Under the Rubble, brought to you by the Fleming Foundation. I'm Tom Fleming, and with me today, as he has been with me for the past couple of weeks, is my co-host Rex Scott. All right. Welcome back, Rex. Thank you very much. I'm really excited about uh, today's uh, discussion because one of my favorite albums is The Wall. Uh, Pink Floyd <laughs> is going to be great. I want to hear your thoughts about... Wait, well, okay, wait a minute. No. Oh, we're... Okay, that's a little bit of a... All right, I'll, I'll read... I did, look at my notes here. By the way, before we before we get into that, you know, I yeah. I'm not a big Pink Floyd fan to put it mildly. <laughs> I did love one one uh, their anthem on the misery of public education. Oh, yeah. We don't need no education. education. We don't need no thought <laughs> Exactly. We don't need none of that. But and uh, I, that is my view of American public education expressed with eloquence. Well, we've got to uh, take that as a, a cue to maybe do that one uh, in an upcoming episode. Um, speaking of walls, yeah. which is how I started, I said, there's much debate uh, on the border uh, that President Trump wants to build a wall. Uh, when... Is he going to build a wall? And hang on, it, it, it must be terribly expensive for 2,000 miles of wall across Texas. I'm I, I not even sure if he has support. And um, why is there so much resistance yes. to securing our borders? It's crazy. Yeah. The, uh, some people are saying, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of the president's uh, followers mm -hmm. and admirers on the right, uh, they're, they're angry with him for getting rid of Steve Bannon. They think he's uh, he's turning away from his core constituency. Right. They're afraid he's forgotten all about the wall. Well, he clearly has not forgotten because he uh, he has been uh, bringing it up over and over in speeches. Sure. There's a recent uh, article in the Washington Post that records a speech after speech, multiple statements that he's going to build a wall. Okay. And he's going to uh, prevent uh, drugs and crime from entering. Well, the uh, yeah. but but go, yeah. Let, let let's talk about your uh, your your question. Is 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 a two thousand mile wall even feasible? Right. Um. I think that first of all, you have to remember that Trump says says things largely for effect. I never take anything he says literally. I don't think he would know the literal truth if it ran over him <laughs> in a locomotive. Right. So, I mean, he's like most, the one respect in which Donald Trump is a lot like all politicians is that he says words for the effect they have, not for any intrinsic meaning. I see. Now, uh, some of his uh, advisors, including the, uh, there's, a, there's a union of, uh, of border agents and things that, is, that has backed him very strongly, and they say, look, we don't need a literal wall, like really? the Berlin Wall or the Great Wall of China. Right. Some areas need a wall, some areas need a fence, some areas need better electronic surveillance, hmm. some areas need airplane surveillance, and it, the, the areas that need uh, a wall are the, the areas in which uh, which are right now being most frequently crossed right so you need there are whole vast areas of desert where you need relatively little because it would take so much uh, to get through there okay Trump of course says you know, we're gonna we're gonna bring it we're gonna have zero illegal immigration well 
That's not going to happen. No. There, you know, be, that's like saying we're going to have zero crime. Or right. We're going to have zero tolerance for drugs. Such statements are ridiculous. But if you could take, you know, let's say you had a million illegal aliens coming in in a year, mm-hmm. and if you could get that down to 100,000, it would be, be an amazing triumph. Right, okay. So you got we could set aside, I think, some of Trump's more uh, preposterous, grandiose statements and just look at the, the at how much it would cost and that we're going to make the Mexicans pay for it, although actually we could make the Mexicans pay for it. By just like taxing them or something? By taxing them, by uh, penalizing their imports, by their their exports. There's all sorts of things we can do. But you're saying that it's uh, a literal 2,000-mile wall is not necessary. Maybe um, to use some funding to uh, greater strengthen our border in whatever way is the best way is maybe a better um, uh, usage of the money and probably uh, maybe some flexibility uh, uh, in the opposite side would go, right, that's That's probably what we need instead of a huge brick wall. Well, um, stopping drugs and crime is great. And I think I I agree with you that it's not going to stop completely. They're clever and they've got money to make. So um, what are the main goals then? Uh, Is is crime and drugs the main goals of, 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 shall we say, uh, a greater support to the border? Well, first of all, you've got the political reality of party divided between Democrats and Republicans. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking about individuals, but if you look at, by and large, at the leadership of both parties in Congress, mm-hmm. neither group of leadership is in the slightest bit interested in stopping drugs and crime. If really? They, if they had been interested, they would have done it. I can remember my father telling me when I was a small child, because there was supposed to be some crime way, organized crime, okay. going on in, the, in, the, in America in the 1950s. And he's, I said, well, why don't they do something? And he said, because they don't want to do anything. And I said, well, how can that be? And he said, look, he said, when I was in the merchant service at the beginning of World War Two, we had an embargo uh, on, on selling oil, for example, to the Germans. Mm-hmm. But ships, tanker ships owned by Joseph Kennedy, the father of the future president, he saw with his own eyes filling up. German ships. Joe Kennedy was also a bootlegger, okay, uh, and uh, a vast import, a, a, a partner uh, with organized crime. Okay. So now, when you have the richest single man in the United States and the father of a U.S. senator about to become president, oh when people like that are in bed with the mafia. You know, how do you really think anybody in in politics? There, of course, there are there are individuals, but the, but you have to look at the whole political process. And right. what we have are wings of a of a criminal conspiracy. One wing is called the Democrats. The other wing is called right. the 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 Republicans. They couldn't care less about the welfare of the American people. What they care about is their own welfare. Right. The only extent to which our welfare counts is is to the extent it might it might make them look bad. Right. If on their watch, then they don't get the yeah, support, yeah. then they can't get back in. So that's why they're always kind of wishy washy yeah. about everything, and yeah. nobody really says what they mean. And yeah. there's so much misunderstanding. So so Trump is a simple minded idiot. Uh, although he's, he's, <laughs> look, he's a very smart guy. He's okay, very right. intelligent. Yeah. But he is he has this simple so, well uh, if if people are coming across the border you know committing crimes and murdering Americans and they're they're in this vast importation of drugs, why right. don't we just stop it? Well, this is simple minded because you know everybody knows every in America everything is too complicated. 
Everything is so vastly difficult. You need you need re thousand page reports. Yeah. You need analysis. You need committees. Whereas Trump just says no. We just we just start enforcing the law. All right. Well, that's now, good. That sounds really good, actually. Drugs and crime, of course. Uh, Everybody would say they're in favor of stopping it, but then you'd have to yeah. admit that, for example, illegal aliens quite a, are uh, are committing crimes. Sure. In uh, estimates done in Los Angeles County in mm -hmm. recent years suggest that a majority of the inmates in Los Angeles County, city and county of Los okay. Angeles, are illegal aliens, and they're not in jail because they're illegal aliens. They're in jail because they've committed other crimes. Right. Now, that's an Incredible! What does it cost now? It's like going. It's more expensive to be in jail in California than to go to an Ivy League university. So we've got drugs, we've got crime, we've got the problem of taking care of crime, we've got uh, these problems. Is what is the larger goal here, um, as far as um, the borders of the United States or the borders for any country for that matter? Well, you know, there, there are uh, so many. There's a reason why uh, countries have borders. For one thing, uh, in, in a modern economy where, the, like the United States or Canada or, or Great Britain, mm -hmm. the, the government preside, pr provides all sorts of things, or the people of the country provide all sorts of things. For sure. one thing, they provide high-paying jobs with benefits. Okay. So we have a minimum wage law here, which means right. you can't pay. You're not supposed to pay less than something. We have we have we have workplace safety regulations. We have pension plans. We have social security, and in addition to that, of course, we have a vast welfare system. Right. We um, basically, you know, uh, an alien coming in, although he's not supposed to be eligible for much of that, if he shows up at a hospital uh, ready to ready with a with a gunshot wound or a pregnant wife. They're taken care they of. They got a responsibility. Yeah. So we're providing for so, the general welfare. Yeah. We're uh, keeping the defense up against that. Um, is there a? Is it important that we define our borders? Uh, you know, do we have to draw lines? And you know, uh, I heard you make a statement. Uh, borders define nations as doors define houses. Yeah, that 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 is true. Imagine, imagine that um, you had. Uh, you know, we, we, we we're, we're sitting here at a house, the, sure. the, va the vast palatial headquarters of the Fleming Foundation. <laughs> we're actually in the... Like uh, the Wayne Manor. The, the yeah, we're actually in the in the crummy third floor attic, which I use as my study. <laughs> Crummy's a little bit, uh, you know, I wouldn't say crummy. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so we're here. But, so we're here. If Suppose, su suppose we had no... Suppose we had no walls, no doors, nothing. Uh, what would be the effect? Well, anybody would come in and take what they wanted. Anybody right. could move in. There's a there's an old fable which leftists like to tell uh, children to elicit the proper response, mm -hmm. and it's the it's the hedgehog and the rabbits. Okay. One night there's a cold storm and the rabbits living in their warm little house, their little burrow underground. There's a right. knock at the door and they find a hedgehog, a porcupine, starving to death and oh. freezing to death. So they take him in and they feed him and everything is nice until as the porcupine warms up and becomes uh, more comfortable, he starts shifting around and the quills start poking all the babies. <laughs> So as a result, uh, the father and the the, le the leaders of this little rabbit community say, "I'm sorry, sir. Now that you're better, you're going to have to go." 
Well, the when the uh, leftist psychiatrists and things tell this story to adolescent girls, and the right. girls say, "Well, that sounds right to me," they explain, "No, no, no. Couldn't you like draw a line down the middle of the rabbit home right. and say the porcupine stays on his side, and we stay in?" But you know, because the, the girls will say, "But but it's their home. That's where they live. Why should they cut their space in half right. for the sake of uh, the porcupine?" So, well, they could share it. Uh, you you get in there half the day, and the porcupine gets it half the day. Mm-hmm. In other words, what's what's <clears throat> what's mine is mine, and what yours is at least half mine. Right. So this this notion that there are no you can't you can't protect your own property, you can't protect the border of your own country. This goes back uh, to. Well, I mean, you see it very clearly in the Communist Manifesto that okay. wants to wipe out all differences between uh, between rich countries and poor countries. But um, you know, to go back to um, uh, the, the the economic dimension, there's a very big dimension, which is that uh, every illegal alien who comes in and works for two or three dollars an hour yeah. is depriving an American citizen or legal resident of the opportunity to work for 10 or $12 an hour. Okay. Now, this makes certain big businesses, like in construction and in agriculture, Sure. it makes them perfectly happy. But it doesn't make, you know, a guy who's, tr- who's working all day as an agricultural laborer, and, and this includes, by the way, uh, a majority of whom are legal Mexican residents of the United States or second, third gener- generation citizens. Okay. So, we're... They try to make this as if it's uh, racism, whereas it's 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 an attempt. The the the, the call for immigration restriction, the economic purpose right. is to defend, especially the the economic interests of the poorer classes of America. The people who are most hurt are uh, African Americans and Mexicans and 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 very poor whites. Because somebody like Donald Trump, what does he care? Oh. I mean, or, or what does Nancy Pelosi care? I mean, uh, all of these people—they have no reason to care because they're they're rich, they're protected, they <laughs> live in—you know—they live in fortified compounds. Right. You know, there obviously the, uh, there are people coming in; they're illegal, and then there are people also that are poor that are are legal, and they're taking care of these jobs. And um, I think we have some responsibility. I mean, obviously, we have some responsibility to. To people, I mean, I have a responsibility my family and my wife and so forth. I said, uh, but like Pope Francis, and this this dovetails beautifully. Pope Francis uh, Monday declared that Donald Trump cannot be pro-life if he ends DACA. Uh, now, DACA. Wait a minute. What, can you define DACA a little bit? Yeah. Well, it's the it's the. Uh, uh, I forget what the exact gibberish is. It's the Dream Act. Okay. That is the the it is it is uh, legislation passed uh, by Obama. Right. And it is it guarantees that the people who entered illegally as children and yes. have not since committed felonies. Right. Uh, this doesn't include parking tickets and things like that. Or. Uh, DUIs, but sure. uh, but who haven't committed serious crimes, that they cannot be deported simply because they're illegal aliens. Right, so we're talking about the kids. Yeah, the kids. Okay, so that's why he's upset, because he somehow uh, said he can't be pro-life if he ends DACA, because it, it talks about, you're basically neglecting children, you're killing yeah. children. I, 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 how do you feel about that? That's, that's a bit... 
Strong? Uh, something a bit strained, you it's know. It's a bit off. Um, in the 19th century, <clears throat> one of my favorite popes, Pius IX, made uh, perhaps an unwise uh, declaration of papal infallibility. Now, papal infallibility okay. does not mean that the Pope could say it's raining when it's the sun is shining, right. but it means that when he puts on his thinking cap and issues an ex cathedra pronouncement on faith and morals, that that has to be taken as the sentence of the Church and therefore infallible as it moved by the Holy Ghost. There have only been two or three such statements made both by Pius IX and, and his successors. So it's not really a big thing, but it's as if Francis has set himself out uh, not only to make an argument against papal infallibility, but against the basic intelligence and integrity of the entire Vatican apparatus. Whoa. He has apparently no knowledge of traditional Christian theology or Christian history or philosophy wow. or science, but he feels compelled to shoot his mouth off on every occasion. He's remember Jimmy Carter, Carter right. was all and or, or Barack Obama always sounding off on subjects or Al Gore right. always talking about subjects they never even studied in school, never had a single course in. I guarantee you, Al Gore was not studying uh, a, a lot of science in school. He, he, you know, he would barely able to pass sociology. <laughs> so, uh, so we've got this this poor guy uh, who is the Pope, yeah, and who is whose position as Pope is requires respect, right. but whose individual opinions uttered off the cuff in the public media are do not deserve respect. And to equate the killing of unborn babies by their parents, you know, a mother choosing, I think I'll kill my baby. And right. to say that's the same thing as saying, we have to defend our borders, you know, right. and, uh, and protect, protect the interest of our own people. This is not just something that's stu so self-evidently stupid. <laughs> it's evil. Oh. And it's not just unchristian. This is anti-Christian. Now wait this a minute, that's, that's, that's a bit radical. Isn't that my <laughs> side of the coin here? That is a little strong, a bit radical. What, uh, you know... Well, in the, yeah, well look, let, let's, let's, as they say in Philosophy 101, let's okay. start to unpack this, this argument a little bit. Okay. Um, the argument we're talking about is what? The equation of, uh, of, of uh, abortion with uh, pr with protecting the border or even even uh, even uh, not deporting uh, children. There you go. Deporting the dreamers. They yeah, call them dreamers. The dreamers. They have the dream to live right. in the United States yeah. and have a freedom and yeah. By yeah. the way, as a side remark, let me just say that anytime you start using this emotional language for to and applying it to uh, it's rhetorical overkill and apply it to pragmatic political issues, you're already trying to subvert a rational argument. In I other see. words, oh, I have a dream. Right. By the way, I have a speech which was plagiarized from an earlier uh, right. politician. Well, it's romantic. It makes yeah. me feel good. Those dreamers, why would I want to do anything? I'm a dreamer. Yeah. You know, why would I want to do anything to hurt them so I see what they're doing? You know, Rex, you say that you're a dreamer, but you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I should have seen it coming. <laughs> I kicked the table. <laughs> so, look, first of all, per, there, are, there are particular duties in life. One of the highest particular duties is to take care of your own children. Okay. So you have a positive duty 
to protect the life and nourish the child. If you kill your own child, this is about as despicable a criminal act as the human race is capable of doing. Okay. It's much worse. Abortion is far worse than getting jealous in a bar room and killing your girlfriend or killing her new boyfriend. Right. It's much worse than a revenge killing because you got fired by your boss. Right. It's much worse than a terrorist killing before, for the sake of your misguided religion sure. or, or shooting a, a, a liquor store clerk in, the, bad. in the midst of a robbery. All really those things terrible. are bad. But abortion is killing the one the one person on uh, on the on the planet you're most not supposed to kill. Exactly, and comparing that to ending to DACA any other crime, much really, to any crime, yeah. much less it's comparing it to a, exec, a leader who is trying to carry out the traditional function of a political leader of a of a king of a duke. Of a, right. of a of a of a of a democratically elected ruler, and that is, you have to protect your country from invasion, mm -hmm. whether the great invasion, invasion is a violent invasion, right. or or a, you know when the Germans were coming across the border of the Roman Empire, yeah. this is you know. The, the Romans, they, they, they didn't have the resources, and they ultimately, their, their civilization collapsed for hundreds of years because they failed to, def to defend their border against our ancestors, hmm. you know. So, I mean, the consequences of unchecked immigration, and, and the, the, a lot of these Germans, all they wanted was a, was a better life. But the point is, it wasn't a life they could break out of their own. They didn't have the, the, the intellectual skills, the social skills, the technological skills. It would take them hundreds of years uh, and maybe even a thousand years to build back to the level of order and civility which, which uh, you could have uh, in Roman times. So this is, this is a basic function of what a government does is it, it protects the border. Right. What could be more wicked than to say that the, ultimately the most wicked thing a human being can do, right. kill your own child for no, for no reason other than your own comfort or convenience, kill your own child, and then equate that with the exercising the normal police power of, uh, 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 which all governments uh, have. So the Pope is equating the preservation of sovereignty with the slaughter of the innocent, and not just any innocent person, but your own innocent children. I think this is, this is a degrading and w very wicked argument. So he's using that extremism maybe to make his point or something. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, the thing that gets me is at least some argument would be the fact that uh, the kids, it's not their fault. Yeah. It's not my fault. I mean, I was dragged over across the border by my mom and dad. And what's my, you know, why shouldn't I be able to stay? You know, what, what's, yeah. there seems to be some problem there. Is First, that a problem? Yeah, well, there, there is and there isn't. For one thing, the argument that these are harmless people who uh, have not in themselves decided to do anything wrong, although, by the way, once they're 18 years old and they continue to stay, they are deliberately committing a crime at that point. Okay. But, but I think charity is a reasonable thing to, uh, to ex a reasonable virtue to exercise here. Mm -hmm. I think having a program that not that guarantee, doesn't guarantee them, but every, uh, every sort of um, bit of mercy and reasonableness that we can use okay. in these cases, I, I think it's a good idea. A bridge to get them to the possibility yeah. that they could stay 
um, with conditions and, and circumstances that would make them someday legal. Yeah, but the trouble with all amnesty forms is, you understand, in, in, in immigration, every time the U.S. government issues an amnesty and says, now we're cracking down, they never crack down. Five years later, there's another amnesty. This goes on over and over and over. So there's a, there is a, there is a, a practical problem by saying, okay, all you people can stay unless you commit serious crime. Right. Well, define serious crime. Because one of the things you can do, like in America, every, I think most people know that the reason crime rates, felony rates, go down in major cities is that the big city police chiefs now, what they do is they give you three misdemeanors instead of one felony charge. So that then when the FBI crime report comes down, look, crime is down in Detroit. Yeah. Everybody's covering their yeah, and, and this goes here in Rockford. Mm. It, 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 it's notorious. So this is this. So you 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 can't trust them. There's no reason to trust. But second of all, they're trying to argue that uh, this is some kind of right. I've heard I've heard uh, some of the Dreamer kids interviewed on NPR, and they say I didn't do nothing wrong. I right. didn't. My parents made it's me come here. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. How can I be punished for my my one fault? Now now this is. So it's not my fault. Now, this really is a minor issue because the open borders advocates, <clears throat> they don't really care about this. They want, op they, would they want open borders to let anybody come here, including, you know, the Medellin cartel members. Hmm. So they really don't care. But uh, they don't support border enforcement. But take it, take it at, let's suppose they do care. Now, imagine a scenario. Okay. Imagine that a gang of gypsy criminals came in during a period of, like, the Depression. Or gypsy during, criminals, got it. During a period of, maybe they don't have to be gypsies. They could be anybody. But it, suppose they take over a, a group of, a whole bunch of farms in okay. the Midwest or, or the Large North. group anyway, of gypsy criminals, anyway. yes. And what happens then? Well... Order returns, but all the 10, 15, 20 years later, okay. but all those kids they brought, and the, 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 the older gypsies are, are dead, or they move back to gypsy land, or whatever it is. <laughs> right. Or they, they, found, they, they, they find out they don't really like farm labor, they'd rather sell you that, that, that driveway compound that washes off at the first exactly, rain. Exactly, a much better occupation. Yeah, the, or the miracle roofing fixtures they do. Perfect, or, right. Or uh, if you see them in Rome, the gypsies are always, they walk around with, with plastic baby dolls pretending it's their baby. Really? Oh, bambini, yeah. bambino, bambino, I that Velcro <laughs> or something? I mean, something, you know, reasonable yeah. and yeah. useful. Yeah. So, anyway. Other than farming. So what do you there. do now? The farmers come back and they want their farms. Right. And the, and the gypsy children say, <clears throat> we didn't choose to take over your farm, but now we've been here for 10 or 20 years. And we have a, you know, you can't, you can't get rid of us just because our parents committed a crime. Right. We didn't commit the crime. Our it. parents did. Just hanging well, out. Well, you know, the, the, this is a real simple legal and moral, it's not even a dilemma because there's only one obvious answer, which is that it, the receiver of stolen goods, yes. no matter how, if he may have received those stolen goods. Okay. In good faith, he may have paid a thousand dollars for the stolen automobile because right. he thought it was legal. But when the police come and they say, "I'm sorry, sir, but we have to give the automobile back to the person who owns it," right. you can't say, "Wait a minute, I didn't commit a crime. 
I did this and you know I, I, I did this in good faith. I got a good deal. I answer, was just being smart. Yeah, the answer is sorry, you lose. You oh. lose the thousand dollars you put into it. So I mean the what the, what the dreamers are saying is that they should be allowed to continue to benefit from crimes committed by their parents. Hmm. Now again, I'm not saying I really wanted uh, these people if they're if they are employed. If they're if they're not involved in crime, I, I think they ought to give up like uh, all government support okay. for like five years right. until now. Unfortunately, a lot of these they may not be committing crimes, but they're getting free college tuition. Sure. They're getting they're they're beneficiaries of affirmative action ruling. So they they yeah. are depriving other Americans of opportunities. Oh, I see. And I, I I would say that should be stopped for not too long, five years, so something like a couple of years. Okay. So that we can show show good faith on their part because they they are really uh, benefiting, and uh, but the uh, this their charity is a reasonable uh, I uh, notion to apply here. Yeah, I was thinking not, something should be yeah, done. You know, but not. But what they're saying is it is their right. It is their God given human right. Right. And this is the Pope's position. It's it's a human right because borders really are artificial, oh, and they, they, they shouldn't exist. I see.